Okay, good evening, everyone. Thanks for coming. So we know that one of the three primi- primary mitzvahs for women is halakos near Shabbos, is lighting Shabbos candles. I hope that over the next 25 minutes, we can review some of the basic halakos, as well as discussing common shilas that people have, especially when they're going out to eat, traveling, or the like. So also feel free to ask questions at any point, and I'll stick around after this year to answer questions as well. The Rishonim tell us, early sources tell us, that there's a, there are a few reasons, perhaps, why, why we light candles for Shabbos. The two primary reasons brought down are, number one, covet Shabbos. It's respect for Shabbos that you're having a candle-lit dinner. It's something nice to have candles by your Shabbos table. Additionally, there's this concept of Oynik Shabbos, to have pleasure on Shabbos. And when eating in the dark, it won't be pleasurable or walking around one's home if it's dark. And therefore, there was there's this mitzvah of lighting Shabbos candles. It's a mitzvah, we make a bracha on it. Those are the two primary reasons brought down in the Rishonim. Additionally, the Gemara gives, implies that there's an additional reason. That's the reason of Shalom Bayis, that we know that if people trip over things in the house and things are not put away and people get hurt, so then it could cause friction in the home. So the more light you have, the more uh, shalom bias you have. I have a uh, friend or family member who uh, once learned this in school, and that night his parents were fighting, so he started turning on all the lights in the house. Because uh, shalom bias, turn on all the lights. So just one quick vart before we get to the halacha. Rashi tells us that uvamakam she'ein ner, in a place where there's no ner, there's no candle, there's no fire, there's no light, ain't shalom, there's no peace, that people walk around and they end up stumbling in the darkness. So we know that ner, or light, also refers to Tyra. And it means that if a, if a home does not have the Kedusha, a home doesn't have this Tyra, ain't shalom, there can't be peace, because people are walking around, they don't know what to do, they're lost in life, and the ner, that ner, that Tyra, is something that gives us clarity in life. And speaking to women, we know this is a ladies' mitzvah. So a very important part of the shalom bias, of the shalom of the home, is infusing the home with kedusha, that ner, so that people don't trip, don't make mistakes, don't go along the wrong path. So it's incumbent upon the women to make sure, as the Gemara Brachas tells us, that women get the schar for sending their children to school, for keeping the house going when their husbands are out learning. So this is something that... Is significant and we see that when it comes to Shabbos as well the the lighting of the candle infusing the the house with with nair with with light that is another reason why women daven to have that their children should be matzliach those that don't have children should also daven at this point when they light the candles it's a special time okay so we did the why why we light Shabbos candles either because of Shalom bias or as the, as the Rishonim told us, COVID, Oynik Shabbos, that's why we light Shabbos candles. Where should they be lit? So as we saw, there's this, uh, the, the primary reason was that your suda, your meal, should not be eaten in the dark. Additionally, you want to have COVID. You want to have some, some ca- candle at dinner. Otherwise, it wouldn't be considered a, a, fancy, a fancy event. So the question that people ask is that today we have electricity. We have lights. Nobody should be tripping on shoes on the, you know, in the hallway not because we have Shabbos candles, we have lights, we have electricity. So why should we light Shabbos candles today? There's no reason for it. We have light, we could see. So what, what the halacha really is, is that we're only doing it today 
primarily because of the suda. That the suda should be by a candle at dinner. Something that, that, the, that the candle should be should show significance to our meal, as opposed to a regular uh, Wednesday night where you're having supper. This is a Shabbos suda. Because of that, we're going to see many halachas when deciding where to light candles within your home itself, or when you're sleeping in one place, eating in a different place. The the best, the preferable place to light Shabbos candles is going to be where you eat the suda. Just came up uh, on Sukkot. Many people don't want to put their leichter, their candles, in the sukkah, but that's really where it should be. It should be lit in the sukkah where you're eating. Now, if it's yantif, it's not a big deal. You could bring it back into the home. You're not going to leave it there all night. On Shabbos, you have muksa questions and moving the candles. So if you have no choice, we're going to show that you could put it in another place. But the best place to put the candles is where you're eating. Let's say a person's going, has a hotel, Shabbaton. So usually they have like a side room where everybody lights candles. I always call it the yard side candles, like Zecher le Shabbos candles. But really, the Shabbos candles should be where you're sitting, where you're eating. That's really where the Shabbos candles should be. We'll discuss hotels and eating out. Where, but primarily, it should be the best place, to, preferably, it should be where a person is eating. Okay, so let's get to the question of eating out. Someone is eating a Shabbos meal out. Where should they light candles? Should they light candles in their home? Or should they light candles where they are eating out? So... If they're going to be sleeping there as well, you went away for Shabbos. So there, in that situation, everyone would agree. You would just light in that home. There's nowhere else to light. You're not going back home to light candles. You're sleeping there. You're spending Shabbos there as a guest. So you would light Shabbos candles there. As a lady, you would light Shabbos candles there. If you're a Svarti, so the Svartim, they hold that once there's Shabbos candles on the table, then you as a guest lighting additional candles, you're not really adding anything. So therefore, the Svartim say that you should either light in a different room as a guest, or you should be the first one to light, so that there, there isn't candles there yet. But Ashkenazim, Araminagiz, and as you all know, we would light the Shabbos, we would light candles even if there's guests there, someone's by their mother-in-law and they want to light candles as well, or their mother, they would light additional Shabbos candles, it wouldn't be a problem. What if you're only eating there, but you're going home to sleep? So, best thing to, to do, as we said, is to light the candles where you're eating. So go there before Shabbos, if you're invited, if you're welcome, go there before Shabbos, and light candles. That's where, you, that's where you're eating. That's where you should be lighting Shabbos candles. However, if a person is not going to be able to do that, you don't want to infringe or it's going to be too much of a hassle to get there before Shabbos. So then what do you do? So the only, the only option you have is lighting at home, but also enjoying or benefiting from this light on Shabbos. So two important things to consider. Number one is make sure that either you're lighting candles and staying around for a little bit, you're hanging your davening, you're saying Tehillim, you're reading Mishpacha magazine, whatever you do, but you're spending time next to the candles before the meal or after the meal, make sure the candles are, are, uh, are long enough that it will last until after the meal. So when you come home and eat because the food wasn't good, you'll have, uh, you'll have your, your Shabbos candles. Yeah. Is it 10 minutes? Is it a half an hour? A few minutes after Shabbos has begun. So a very interesting example would be, let's say you make you want to make a tonight. We're going to discuss that in five minutes, ten minutes. Let's say you want to drive somewhere before Shabbos, but you don't want to light there. So now you're running into a problem. Because if you lit candles and it's not Shabbos yet, so then it has to be there when, when you come back. Because otherwise, you didn't light candles for Shabbos. You lit candles for Friday, which there's no mitzvah to light candles for Friday. Okay. So make sure that you're having some benefit from these candles. Even though you're not going to be eating your meal there, because you're eating out, but have some benefit on Shabbos from these candles. So, say to Hillim, 
do something in close proximity to the candles that you're benefiting from the candles. Same thing would apply to hotel programs. Let's say they don't let you light by the table. You're lighting in the hallway somewhere. So the best thing would be is if it's a darkened room and now we're benefiting from the lights. We could see, we could walk, we could schmooze. It's in, there's couches there, it's in the lobby. That's the best. If not, then at least spend a few minutes there uh, saying to Hillam, doing something that, that would help. Some say the best thing, what, what they end up doing is they put the candles where the washing station is. So at least when you're washing, you see the candles for a few moments. Best thing would be is put it on the table. If they don't let you do that, so then you have, uh, you'll have to uh, at least spend a few minutes next to the candles. What if it's not a Pesach program? It's not a hotel program. You're in a hotel for Shabbos. You went away. You didn't want to see anyone or you're in a hospital or something. Had a baby. And now you want to know, they're not letting me light candles here. It's a, it's a safety hazard. What do you do in that situation? So the short answer is you could rely on electricity to light, to use for uh, your candle. However, many Pisces say not to make a bracha unless it's battery powered. Interesting reason, but a, ba a battery powered thing, you have control over it. And therefore it's your, it's considered your candle, so to say. So you could make a bracha on a battery powered tea light. They cost uh, $2. We should add it to the, um, the gift box. Okay, I'll sponsor. Four dollars. Clean other. Okay. So the gift box. Yeah. So you get a battery powered tea light, then you can make a bracha on it. You don't have to worry about candles and other issues. So that would be so a flashlight or anything that's battery powered, you could uh you could use. If you don't have that, then ask a shiloh some person would you make it even to turn on the lights and make a bracha on that. But I'm saying at the shear to use a, a flashlight or a battery powered tea light that you could make a bracha on. Okay, let's talk about someone who is single or traveling. So if they're eating home, a single guy, a single girl, and eating at home, so they, they would obviously light where they're eating at home. That, that, that's their house. That's where they live. When they're eating out, so an option for them is that they could rely on the host. They could rely on the host. Like It's, it's, it's similar to what we said before with, Someone you're eating out, you're eating your, when you're eating out, so you're not home, you're not gonna lie at home. So for someone who's single, they could rely on the host. The truth is even a married family, they, a married couple, they could rely on the host as well. Usually in that situation, the lady would want to light herself. That's what I'm saying, she should light herself. But technically she could also rely on the host. But most, most women would, by their mother or somebody, they would, they would light themselves. But a single girl who wants to, doesn't want to light herself, she's uncomfortable, she could, she could rely on the host. And as long as there's candles lit by that dinner, by the meal, so then she uh, accomplished candle lighting. Yeah. Does she have to be there when they light? No, as long as it's there when she's there. If she comes when it extinguishes, so she, she didn't have any benefit from the from the candle. But she, she could be she's considered part of the household for that. The hostess has to have those lights, no? When the hostess is lighting, she has to have those lights. She has it in mind as a guest. If you just show up on Shabbos Friday night, then it wouldn't work. But as long as she knew that you were coming and, and you're part of the meal, you're part of the family for this meal, and then get out, you're part of the family, so then then she could rely on it. Yeah. What's the chiyah of a single person with a light? So halacha is everyone has to light candles. However, when you live in a family, so you rely on the household, so to say. But it's everyone's responsibility. Let's say a woman is not going to be lighting candles. She's out of commission. The husband has to light candles. If she's married. Someone has to take care of it in the house. Kids, adult kids, someone has to make sure there's, there's, there's candles for Shabbos. So everyone has that obligation. Mainly it should be done by the meal. So if you're eating out anyways, so you could just rely. You're part of the family for the meal. So historically, the place can say they should 
they should uh, provide some money. Give the mishtat, if you see it by Hanukkah, give a few dollars for the meal. But today, everyone agrees that if you are invited to a meal, you should feel part of the family. And it's, it's as if you gave two dollars. So, and so what do Bachram and seminary girls do? So if they're eating in yeshiva or seminary, so usually someone's supposed to be responsible. Uh, someone lights candles at the at the table. If they're going out for meals, they rely on the the, the woman of the house. Now, if having a bachram only meal and spot somewhere, they didn't tell you about it. So then, it doesn't happen. Your son's not doing that. No, 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 not in the mirror. So if they were having some bachram only meal somewhere, so then they would have to light candles because what are they relying on? There's no there's no candles by the meal. They would have to light candles. Okay, yeah, that's probably something they forget. Okay. Yeah. So um, you would have to check with the family that they were going to to make sure that they had money on I don't think you don't. You don't need to make sure. Just you could assume. You could assume. You're relying on them. You could assume. I would say a, a married woman who lights every single week. So then she should light there. That's what she should do. You shouldn't just rely on the host. But uh, someone who's single or a man, his wife's out of town. The family traveling. So as long as someone, the, the whole family travels. Like if a, a fam- your your family is traveling, then and together, if they're traveling together, so wherever they are for Shabbos, they should make sure there's candles there. Should she light the? Sh- I, I, I it's okay. You're saying they're staying one place and eating somewhere else. Yeah. So we said the best thing to do is light it where you eat. You That's not an option. So light it where you're staying, but make sure you're there. So Shabbos on, on Shabbos itself, not before, not, not just before Shabbos, and then draw, have to be there on Shabbos itself for a few minutes. Okay. Yeah, sure. With the electric candles, if you're let's say um, lighting electric candles, somebody at home they should probably. So, so let's say a woman is in the hospital. She just had a baby or something. The place didn't talk about women's in prison, but I don't know why that was the example. <laughs> That's the Ramah says. I guess in those days in, in uh, Poland, that was common. Not that they did anything wrong, but that's anti-Semitism. So you had a woman who was in the hospital or she's away for business, whatever it is, and her husband's you know, holding, the fort, holding down the fort. So he could rely that she's lighting officially, but where he's eating a suda needs candles. So if he's going to his in-laws and there's candles there, he can rely on that. He doesn't have to worry about... But if he's eating at home, then he should light. Even if you have an older daughter, the husband should light in that situation. If the older daughter wants to, wants to light, that would be fine as well. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sorry. Um, someone once told me that you're allowed to have in mind, like light, have in mind that you're going to do malafa. And oh, sure. We're going to talk about that oh, okay. tonight. Okay, <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting there. Um, what about... That would be preferable that someone should light by the suda. The suda should have candles, yeah. Okay. In all these situations where we were assuming that the suda does have candles, but okay, if you have no choice, then it's like the hotel where you had a hotel program. Right. They don't like candles in the dining room, unless it's the centerpiece, right? But they don't like candles in the dining room, and now everyone lit outside. For the candles? They lit in a little room, and they moved the wall. For Kiddush, and they oh, moved the wall. Oh, that's cool. Okay. When should candles be lit. So the minog in America is 18 minutes, and in Chicago and some places it's 20 minutes, but the standard minog is candle lighting is 18 minutes before Shkia. There are halachic reasons why that is. We're not going to get into it, but that's the standard minog in America. Now, the earliest one could light candles is Plag HaMincha. So if you're not sure when Plag HaMincha is, go to maizmanam.com, put in your zip code, and it will tell you exactly what time Plag HaMincha is. So 
approximately an hour and 15 minutes before sunset. That's like right now when you have pretty even days. In the summer, it's going to be about two hours before sunset. In the winter, maybe an hour before sunset. That's the earliest time to light candles. That's why when you have early Shabbos, many shuls will put out that don't light candles before uh, 623. Why can't I light candles at 620? I want to light, right? 623 is Plaga Mincha. You can't light before then. So this Shabbos is probably about 445. I don't think anyone's planning on lighting candles earlier, but that, that, that's what it would be. Not lighting before Plaga Mincha. The latest time to light is obviously Shkia, sunset. That's when Shabbos begins. So one cannot light candles after that. Now the standard Minog is to accept Shabbos when we light candles. When you light candles, you accept Shabbos. Without the uh, So Svartim, yes. but So they make the bracha first because they didn't accept Shabbos with the bracha. They accept Shabbos when they light candles. So they make the bracha and they light candles and then the Shabbos. Ashkenazim, we light candles and then make the bracha. And once you make the bracha, then you accepted Shabbos, typically. So just a few things, then we'll get to your point that what if you need to go somewhere or the like. So the standard procedure for Ashkenazim is you light the candles. The Ramah says to cover the candle. Most people just cover their, their faces. That's what their mothers told them. And that's, that's perfectly fine. No, it's good. That, that's definitely what people do. And then you would uh, make the bracha and then Shabbos, has, you've, been, you've just accept, accepted Shabbos. Let's say a woman wants to say bakasha, she wants to say yiratzen. So there's different men hugging. If she wants, she could say the yiratzen before the bracha, before accepting Shabbos, or even before, or, or definitely before opening her eyes um, and enjoying the light. Halakha is you're making the bracha on enjoying the light, on halakha's near Shabbos. So maybe it's a hefzik between the bracha and actually enjoying the light. So halakha is she could still daven and say to him whatever she wants with her eyes closed, and she could open it whenever she's ready. What about extinguishing the match? Yes. So if you uncovered your eyes, what if you uncover your eyes, you can't say it anymore? No, no, you could. You could. The question is, what if you want to say it before? You're in the moment. You don't want to open your eyes and you're going to see something and get distracted. Yeah. Excellent question. How are you allowed to say about kashas on Shabbos? Right. So some say that it's really not Shabbos. Say you didn't accept Shabbos until afterwards. Others say that anything that's, that Chazal told us to, to daven for is fine. Davening for something ruchnius, that's also fine. There's another hetzer. This is going into a more, uh, deeper discussion. There's a minog. It's not the topic, but there's a minog to daven for a esrig on on um, on tubishvat. On Tubishva, you should daven for a good esrog. That's the minog. So they asked many places, what if Tubishva falls out on Shabbos? Can you daven for a nice esrog on Tubishva? You're not allowed to daven for personal needs on Shabbos. What if it's Shabbos and it's Tubishva? So the B'Tzalah Chachma writes that anything that you don't have the opportunity to daven for after Shabbos, for example, a chayla, someone who's sick, who's in a, a life-threatening situation, you don't have time to daven for them on Sunday, you daven for them right now. So you are allowed to daven, you're allowed to say to Hillel for someone who's in a life-threatening situation because you don't have time after Shabbos, so that's fine. So too over here, when you don't have this opportunity, lighting candles is a special time, you don't have this momentous opportunity afterwards, so you have, you have to do bakashas even on Shabbos. So that, that explains a lot of what we do when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, we do most of the bakashas even though it's Shabbos, but that explains a lot of what we do. There's nothing wrong with, with doing the bakashas, but it's a good question, why? So the place can discuss why exactly. Do you say the bracha after you cover your eyes or while your eyes are covered? So, okay, you have to. What do women do? You tell me. Most women. My eyes are covered. Right, right, exactly. You know how you know to th things? The question was about bakashas. Do I have to keep your eyes Do I have to open my eyes now and enjoy the light so there's no break between, there's no interruption between the bracha and seeing the light? Or can I do the, say the yeratsan and the zakani and all these other things? 
before seeing the fire. So that that's when I was saying that you could still say the uh, the Yeratsun before opening your eyes. Regarding extinguish extinguishing the match or the candle, so it's not Shabbos yet, so that would be fine. Someone asked if you could go their OCD or something, and obviously it's not nice, but they, they, they don't they don't want to put the match down and they don't want an ashtray on the Shabbos table. They want to put it in the kitchen in the garbage. So although it's a longer break, halacha is that's fine. That would be okay, even though you're delaying making the bracha, that would be okay. The proof to this, what do you say? Yeah, if you're not enjoying the light, you turn around. You're not, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes, because you did not you did not plan on uh, you did not plan on so taking like Shabbos in. Yeah, because that's how we pass it. We pass only when you make the bracha. That's when you accept the Shabbos. Even though you're really enjoying the light, because it's right there. You didn't you didn't make the bracha yet. Right. Once you make the bracha, it's Shabbos. Right. That's what so we hold. Spartan. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it would be a half sick, so do the light again. In that case, yeah, I would say blow it out, yeah. Or just light another two, yeah, because you, you, you don't want it to be your Shabbos candles. You messed up. Oh, I remember, I have one candle up, leave that candle. Not I would do two, but yeah, because at that point, you're, you're, you don't want it to be Shabbos. You don't want the Shabbos candles to, to work. You have to make the bracha in front while you're. In front of the candle? Yeah, you'd want to make it on, on the candles. So it's not like you go and turn off the oven and... No, don't make the bracha in the kitchen. No, you well, want the it on candles. the candles. No, because you want to be able to make the bracha and then, okay. then see the candles. That's the overlast before you actually enjoy it. The proof to that was that the Mishabur discusses there was an ancient minute to get married. People get married on Friday afternoon. So the women would be at the wedding. So when exactly are they going to light candles? They would light candles before they went to the wedding. And it was, they didn't keep Shabbos yet. They didn't start accepting Shabbos. And they would come back and make a bracha on the candle. So you see, you could have a break as long as you had a mind to come back. So that's why if a woman needs to, if you want to extinguish the matches and you want to throw it in the garbage, you don't want it to be, you don't want an ashtray on your table. So then if you need to go to the kitchen, that'll be fine as well. So, so you want, so let's say you forgot to turn on your TV. But you didn't make the bracha yet. You didn't make the bracha yet, but you have in mind of coming back, you still need so if you didn't talk, so then it wouldn't be a half-sick. You shouldn't do anything. But if it's going to ruin your Shabbos, then do it. Don't talk. Once you talk, you have to... Yeah, then, then the bracha and the mitzvah are not connected anymore. No, that's not a... You'd have, to, you'd have to light again. Light again. Don't make a new... Light again. So it's not a half-sick, but yeah, but you, you, would, you would not have to make a new bracha. You wouldn't have to light again. Okay. Regarding a t'nai. So... There's a discussion in the post game that what if a woman doesn't want to accept Shabbos at this point? It's not yet, sun, it's not sunset. Let's say sunset is 6 o'clock. So she's lighting candles at 542, but she doesn't want to accept Shabbos. Whatever the story is, she wants to drive to the Kaisal. She wants to, I don't know, do, do certain things. So there's a question if a Tanai works, making a Tanai, saying I'm lighting candles and I'm making the bracha, but I don't have in mind to accept Shabbos at this point. So there's two important points. Number one, you have to have specific intent. You don't have to say it, but you have to have intent specifically that I don't want to accept Shabbos. Not that oh, I think I was planning on doing malacha anyways. Not thinking, planning. You had in mind when you said a bracha, I am not accepting Shabbos. That's number one. And number two, because it's a discussion in the post, some hold that you can't have this tonight. We only allow it only when it's a, nece uh, a necessary thing. Now, what's considered necessary? So the post discuss all various types of necessities. You have... Uh, 
any mitzvah thing, Shabbos preparations that you weren't you didn't you weren't able to complete before this time, you need the extra 18 minutes to, to finish your Shabbos prep, that would be fine. The ovens, blechs, drive them to the Kaisa. Let's say a woman wants to go to Shul, Yom Kippur. She wants to go to Kol Nidre and she wants to drive to Shul. So that's uh that would be a tzarach. But there's no food with them. So why are we lighting? You can't light on Shabbos. Right. I mean, the whole point of lighting the candles. Well, when am I supposed to do it? I have no choice. Oh, very good. So it's a question. It's a it's an excellent question. Today that we don't need light because we have electricity, so then why exactly are we lighting it? It's it's still a harsh thing to have candles in your home, but it's a it's just a question. So some of the places say that I'm Kipper specifically, Irvin Kipper, you should turn on electricity. Right, but it's also a cover for the day that there's light. But we don't really feel that because we have electricity. So some places say specifically on Arab and Kippur, you should turn no, you should no, you should turn on the electricity, the covered shabbos as well. Which some people do every week. Some people every week that they turn off their lights and they turn on the lights on the covered shabbos so that all the light in the house was done was was uh, turned on for the sake of shabbos. So if you're going, to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you're going to call midday, you don't have a lot of light. Yeah, and you don't really have time to enjoy the right. So make sure they're long enough that when you come back, is it for you to enjoy or your family? Someone has to. Someone. Someone in the family. That's fine. Someone in the family had to uh, enjoy. Otherwise, it's bracha You made a bracha for for Yantif Shabbos. Nobody nobody used it. Let's say the shul has a, I don't know a Friday night event or something like that. Even if you're eating a sudat and that's where your family's eating and it's too much of a hassle to to light there and you don't want to walk. So you could, again, you could light on a tonight, but make sure it's long enough or the suda doesn't schlep out that when you come home, there's still, uh, there's still some time that you're going to enjoy the candles. Let's say uh, someone is thirsty or hungry. So if you're thirsty, we said last time you could drink up until shkia, up until sunset. If you make a tonight, you could even eat up until sunset. So a woman doesn't want to accept Shabbos yet. So she could say the bracha tonight that she didn't accept Shabbos. She, she didn't have a second to eat, and now she's going to sit down to eat. As long as it's before sunset, she'd be allowed to eat. Light, you know, making the bracha on a tonight. Davni mincha would be something to make a tonight on. Let's say a woman didn't do a hefsek tahara yet. So then, this is a shalom in halacha. If she already lit candles, can't she do a hefsek for Friday? So that would be another reason. As long as there's a good sarach, there's a good reason to do that, to do a tonight, then that would be allowed. Another important point is that it's better to do to light candles early and make it tonight than to wait to light candles until the last second because life happens and you might end up missing uh, lighting candles because you're you're too busy doing things. So it's better to light candles on the tonight, finish up everything, and then Shabbos comes in. Shabbos comes in. Hallel after you light, it's not like Shabbos. Hallel Friday. Rosh Chodesh was Friday. Yeah, so, really so if you let and you accept the Shabbos, then you can no longer say it. You can no longer dive mincha. Can't even dive, we say we hold you can't even dive mincha. No, if you did it tonight, it's not Shabbos yet. You could say it tonight and then dive in hollow, no problem. But if, in 12 minutes. So, in five minutes, yeah, five minutes. Once a shkia, it's no longer, right, you can't dive mincha. So I, last time we gave a shir, we said it's better to just dive in marv. If a woman is not going to have time to dive mincha Friday afternoon, instead of getting into the whole shkia business, skip mincha. Women typically don't dive in marv. But if you dive in marv Friday night, it will be either work as tashlumen, paying back for the mincha that you missed, or enjoy davening marv. It's not a problem. But if you regularly dive in mincha and you didn't make it tonight, you're then you should not dive in mincha. You should just dive in marv. 
Okay, if you missed the Zman, let's say Shkia came in, we missed the boat, we did not light candles the Shabbos. So let's say it was an early Shabbos and it wasn't Shkia. But your husband came home from Shul already, from early Shabbos. He expects to start the meal right away. And now you decide, okay, it's Shabbos now, but you forgot to light candles. So if it's early Shabbos, the halacha is you could ask another Yid who did not yet accept Shabbos. They could do anything for you. It's not Shabbos for them. They could turn on ovens for you. As long as they didn't accept Shabbos themselves, it's before sunset, they could do it. Now, once it's already Shkia, so for example, in the winter, you missed candle lighting, and you wake up uh, 15 minutes after candle lighting, we didn't light candles to Shabbos. Halacha is you're allowed to ask a guy up until 50 minutes after sunset, so what we call being so you could ask a guy to light candles for you. Some places can say you can even make a bracha on it. We hold don't make a bracha when the guy lights candles. They hold that the mitzvah is to have candles lit, so the candles are lit. So I, I'm allowed to make a bracha. We do not hold like that, but you would ask a non-Jew to light the candles for you up until 50 minutes after sunset. What if you... Well, if you, if you miss, you would have a guy come and light in your house. You wouldn't say a bracha, but you Correct. Would, yeah, right. That's counting Oh, so one second. So what if you forgot? There's a famous, all the women know this, the Ramah says that if a woman forgets lighting candles, so then she should add a candle the next week. So it's really based on the Maril. The Maril is the source for Menhagim and Ashkenaz. And he says that when, if a woman missed candle lighting, she should add oil in the future weeks. The Ramah changed that. They should add candles. Oil would be much easier, right? No one has to know how many weeks you've missed. So he says to add candles, and that's the minog. However, it's simply a minog, and therefore many paisim are uh given different circumstances. So just ask a shaila. I'll give you a few different times where paisim be make. Number one, if a woman forgot, uh, it's only if she forgot, but if she was honest, she couldn't. Someone was supposed to wake her up and didn't wake her up. She was sick. She was stuck in traffic, unexpected traffic. If there was a situation where she didn't forget, she just couldn't. It was not. It was beyond her control. Most places would say she doesn't have to light an extra candle. The example we just gave with the guy lighting candles. Some places would say she wouldn't have to light another candle next week because she had candles by her Shabbos table. What about Yantif? Maybe this minuk to light a new candle is only when you missed Shabbos candles. What if you missed the Yantif candle? So many places would be making on that as well. What if you're in someone else's home and they light candles and you really could have relied on them, but you, as a married woman, you always always light your own candles and you forgot. But here you could have relied on them anyways, so you would not have to light. Uh, you wouldn't have this knas, this penalty of having to light an additional candle uh, for the next uh, for the rest of your life. Another one is let's say you turned on electric lights, electricity before Shabbos after plak. So let's say plak amenchol is 4:45, and you know you turn on the dining room uh, lights or living room lights, hallway lights, bathroom lights. Lekavet Shabbos to have it on for Shabbos. So there, everyone agrees that you would not you would not have a knas because you did have lights in your house on Shabbos. Some hold even if you didn't even turn it on plaga mincha was on the whole day, but as long as it was on during Shabbos, you would not have a knas. And another one, which is the classic one, uh, if a kala during Sheva Brachos forgets that first week, it was a little hectic. She forgot to light candles, so there many places in Marmeko, It's beyond her uh, beyond their control. Blame uh, blame someone, and uh, she wouldn't have to she wouldn't have this knas. I just do you know a few more three four minutes of a few more halachas. There's a minog not to use one candle to light the other candle, but that's only if you use an intermediary. If you actually take Shabbos candle A, you could light it from Shabbos candle B. That's fine. Just don't use a match in between. That's that's one halacha. It is brought down to use. Let's say I have I'm lighting ten candles. Okay, so now I want to use an existing. So I lit a match, I lit a candle, and I see yeah, the match is gone. Can I light directly from the existing candle? So the question is, it's a, it's a mitzvah, it's a ner, ner Shabbos, I shouldn't. On the other hand, you are allowed to use candles that are a mitzvah, 
for another mitzvah. So I'm using Shabbos candles for more Shabbos candles. The minog is that as long as you're using directly Shabbos candle A from Shabbos candle B, that's fine. But to take a match or a stick or or a random you know a random candle that's not going to be used for Shabbos candles. You took, you took a Hanukkah candle, and now you're going to use that for a new match. Oil, a new match that Same problem. The minute is not to do that. Don't do that. So you can't take from that light. If it's a, correct. You would light a new... One of the candles on your... Direct? Yes, you could. But it, and it, I thought I heard that you can do it for yourself, your candles, but somebody... I can't use I'm not sure. I, 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 know, I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Somebody else's... I'm not sure. It'll be the same reason that you're using uh, using it for another mitzvah. I don't think it'll be a problem, but if you heard, I don't want to uh, argue necessarily. Regarding yontif, there's different menhagim. Some women light just like by Shabbos, 18 minutes before before sunset. They make the bracha afterwards, just like by Shabbos, no differences. However, there were those that light, they do light yontif candles at night. You are allowed to light candles at night, so they were specifically lighted at night. That's more of a uh, and you could the re, maybe the reason why you light before Shabbos is because you have no choice. Maybe it's better to light on Yontif itself. And if that's your minog, that's fine. The question is regarding a bracha. So if you light it on Yontif, there really is no reason to make the bracha afterwards. In that case, you should definitely make the bracha before. But what's the problem? On, on Friday, you make the bracha, you accept the Shabbos. It's already Yontif when you're lighting at 10 o'clock. On Shabbos night, you're lighting uh, candles at 10.30. It's definitely Yontif already. There's no reason to make the bracha afterwards. And therefore, if you're lighting it at night, on Yontif itself, you should make the bracha before. If you don't, it's not a big deal, but that would be the preferable, preferable way to do it. So the second night of Yontif, everyone agrees you have to light after at night because by day, it's the first day of Yontif. You can't prepare from day one to day two. So you make the bracha first? Yeah. If you don't, you don't need to do that. No, there's no need because... What's the whole... I don't know. My Rabbi, Rabbi Reisman, has a book. In, in his book, he has a... A bunch of chapters called imponderables, and one of the imponderables is that. Yeah, so, the I'm sure there's something there. I don't know. No, I'm not saying there's nothing. I just said I don't know. I'm, there's definitely something. Um, oh. Once you have a yeah, so on Yontif, you're not allowed to create a new a new fire, but you're allowed to take from an existing fire. On the match. Correct. Right. Oh, but you want to light your barbecue grill on Yontif, so you could take the right, match. If it goes out on its own. Yeah, then you light that and it goes out. That's fine. Yes. Okay, regarding Shechianu. So, really, Shechianu should be said by Kiddush. However, the men or the practices that women say Shechianu when they light candles, talking about Anyantif, that's fine. If that's your minog, that's fine. However, if they are reciting their own Kiddush, they would skip Shechianu. They're saying Shechianu for Yantif itself, not on lighting candles. So, they should not repeat Shechianu by Kiddush. Additionally, if they're making a Tanai, then they should not make Shechianu. It's not Yantif yet. If, let's say it was Yom Kippur. So you make Shechianu off for Yom Kippur, but if you're driving to shoot for Palmidre, don't make the, the Shechianu because it's not yet Yantif. Or let's say Sukkot or whatever it is, you're driving somewhere before Yantif and you're using a Tanai, don't make the Shechianu by candlelighting because it's not Yantif yet. So then you would make the Shechianu by Kiddush or your husband would Kiddush. Do it by Kiddush. Yeah, because you're, you're hearing it from your husband by Kiddush. Right. Or if someone's single, then they would make, if they're making Kiddush themselves, like last year, so then they would say, uh, they would say their own Shechianu. There's a question, a very interesting question. Let's say you already said Shechianu when you look candles, but now you're at a, at a table and they're saying Shechianu. Should you say Amen? On one hand, you already said Shechianu, so it'll be a half sick. And some people, in fact, don't say Amen. They're quiet, you know, specifically not to say Amen when they already said Shechianu. If you say Amen, it's not a half sick, it's not a problem. To, just uh, to review, that there's only 
one or two Yom Tovim that we don't say Shechianu on, and that's the seventh and eighth day of Pesach. All the other Yom Tovim that you would say Shechianu, just uh, everything else you do. You don't have to ask every single other, it's just the seventh and eighth day of Pesach. Yeah, but if you say it's fine. Because it's part of Kiddush, you're saying Amen to someone else's Kiddush. And they need Shechianu, so it doesn't ruin their Kiddush. So there will be nothing wrong with you saying Amen. But if you remember, and you skip it, many Paisim say, just don't say the Amen, because you're not, you're not obligated to no, say the Amen. I know, but here I'm trying to be Yaitza Kiddush, so maybe it's a Hefzik for me. When I, when I hear someone make Kiddush, so how does that work? I didn't make Kiddush, they make Kiddush. So there's a concept called Shemea Ka'ina, that when you hear them saying it, it's as if you yourself said it. But if you said a bracha, you said Amen, to something that you didn't need to say, that's a Hefzik, you, you didn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be saying Shechiano now. You don't need Shechiano, because you already said Shechiano. However, as then, you wouldn't say amen to, no, I need everything else. I need the bar and I need everything else. Okay, but okay. when you 